Welcome to the North Group Podcast. At North Group, we're constantly invited into organizations in order to influence leadership and organizational behavior. It is absolutely fascinating. I'm your host, Roger North, and we'd like to invite you into that conversation. So we are continuing our series of podcasts called Brought to Light, where we take a look at some of the common phrases that are in place. And I have the privilege of uh, continuing the conversation from our last podcast, where we're taking a look at how some of these sayings apply or don't apply within the context of North Group. And there have been some really, some very exciting changes that have occurred. Mm -hmm. But I think it's really interesting because I've received a phone call from a client that said, this all seems very sudden. Mm -hmm. And to be able to say these things have actually been in play for some time. So it's, I, I love our conversation today around the idiom, practice what you preach. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to assume that I'm in pretty good company here today mm-hmm. with my colleagues, Roger North and Jerry Murray, to say, yes, that's important. Jerry? It is important. Uh, practice what you preach would be an idiom that we would fully support. You think about practicing, uh, it's, it's living out a behavior. And uh, I think back to, I often think in sports analogies, and I'm a Baltimore Orioles fan, and the last few years have been tough, but there was this, uh, a really bad season from the mid-90s to and maybe around 2009 or 2010, and a new manager came in, a guy named Buck Showalter. That's been, he's been around baseball for some time. And I remember as he came in, he had to change an entire culture. And... Uh, something that he said really resonated with me, which is uh, your actions speak so loudly, I can't hear a word you're saying. <laughs> mm. Yeah, And I think about that often. Yes. And I think about the trust that's built from doing what we say. And I think that a lot of actions are, are caught, not taught. And when we have the two together, it's a really powerful uh demonstration of of influence and so certainly in our business where uh, you know hopefully we're not accused of preaching too much uh, but with sharing truths and really believing them and encouraging people to to walk in faith and living out those truths and seeing how they can influence themselves their families their organizations and really the community around them uh, we absolutely believe that we need to practice what we preach it's frequently a conversation that we're invited to in organizations, uh, mm-hmm. sometimes because they want to know how they can be better at that. Mm-hmm. Other times there are observed gaps that exist. But I think that's one of the things that I'm really kind of intrigued with these two conversations around how North Group is stepping into the idea of practicing what we preach. Mm-hmm. So we began the conversation at the last podcast about transitions. And this, it, we, we speak with a lot of organizations around transitions and about transitions. So it would only make sense that uh, we take our own medicine, we practice right. what we preach as we step forward into the future. So as we take a look at that, Roger, what were some of the, what were some of the pieces? Because today we're going to talk about the nature of the organizational structure where Jerry has just recently been named president of North Group. You're taking on a, maintaining actually a very substantial role, but then reworking the organizational structure itself. 
How did you think through that? How did that come about as a vision? Yeah, I think probably two things, John. Uh, if I would go way back to our first few years in business, I knew that most people that practice the consulting trade do it on their own. The large majority of people who would practice the label consultant or call themselves as a consultant are working as sole practitioners. And that's fine. A lot of them do excellent work. They have a particular field of expertise. They play it out to the advantage of their clients, and that's terrific. We always wanted to be organizational consultants, and in fact, we are organizational development consultants here at North Group, and I didn't feel like I could do that very well if I wasn't myself operating in the context of an organization. And then in doing so, taking our own medicine, practicing what we preach, so to speak, by applying what we believe to be those fundamental principles and truths to ourselves at the same time as we're exporting, exporting those concepts to our clients. And uh, we're going to have bumps along the way, and we're going to learn from those bumps, and hopefully we're going to have some successes along the way, and hopefully we can export some of those successes, if not all of them, to the benefit of our clients. So that, that was a concept that was all, always there. A second concept uh, that was always there for me, and now fortunately I have the talent around me to play it out, is that somehow we would have a generational legacy. That this God-given mission of through sustained relationships, we encourage people and leaders or leaders and organizations toward their highest potential, would live beyond the first generation of this firm. And those two are knit together. Because if we do one well, meaning building an organization and, and playing out these principles faithfully inside of it, we give ourselves that much better of an opportunity to do the second, which is build this legacy beyond my tenure, beyond the tenure of the first generation. So we've been building toward that for a long while, sometimes with a lot of focus and intensity and other times where we weren't paying as much attention to it. But really the last five years, I think we've been paying a mm -hmm. good bit of attention to it. And so to us, this doesn't feel unnatural. It doesn't feel sudden. It feels very gradual. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not a surprise to anybody inside North Group, but it might play as a bit of a surprise outside of North Group, as it may have a few years ago when I announced that I wasn't going to be the majority shareholder anymore. And I still get questions about, oh, how are you enjoying retirement? And my answer <laughs> is, uh, I don't know, because I don't see myself as such. <laughs> yeah, if folks saw your calendar, they'd realize that really wouldn't be an accurate question. Um, so I think one of the things that is intriguing is the idea that through sustained relationships, mm -hmm. We help leaders and their organizations achieve their maximum potential. Now, we can take a look at a mission statement and see that externally focused on behalf of our clients, but there's actually an internal focus and application of sustained relationship. Mm -hmm. Jerry, can you speak to that a little bit as you take a look at how this process has come together? Yeah, relationships are very important to us. It is part of our mission statement when we think about engaging a client in a new way. We don't think of it as a project. We think of it as the beginning of a relationship. And that's a real differentiator for North Group. And it's it's real. It, it, it's, a, it's a theme. It's a context. It's a filter. It's who we are. It's who we hire. It's how we decide how to bring people on board. And... Uh, you know, our, our core value of modeling and other-centered focus, you know, makes that easy. Uh, we're around people every day that desire for relationship and act in a relational way. 
And so I have been at North Group for just over 11 years now. Hmm. And when Roger just mentioned that uh, this transition has been happening uh, r really since he founded the firm and had a plan for having multiple partners, our original conversations, as I remember, uh, uh, were initiated by Roger's belief that he needs to bring in some consultants that are a little younger than, than <laughs> him. And, uh, and I am a few, few years, probably about that, 11, 12 mm -hmm. years younger than Roger. And so when I came on board, it was uh, the beginning of a relationship. Actually, not the very beginning. Uh, we had met each other about a year earlier. And, At uh, least, yeah. Yeah, and hit it off mm -hmm. and just became friends to, mm -hmm. to build trust. Mm -hmm. And uh, the, the context of a relationship enables us to, to have the push and pull of doing what's mm -hmm. best and figuring out what's best. And, you know, I don't know if you know this, but Roger's got some strong opinions occasionally. <laughs> Let me see if I can get the inflection right. <laughs> really? <laughs> what's, what's maybe not as well known as I do too. And, mm -hmm. and so this context of mm -hmm. a relationship allows Roger and I to, to balance w what might be two guys with opinions that aren't exactly the same at any one given point in time, trust that we both want what's best for North Group. And, uh, and that's, a, that's a, an element of practicing what we preach that we encourage uh, leaders in their organizations to, to develop is relationship. That's a context of a trust that we all want what's best for the organization so we can have conversations to get to what's best for an organization. And if I could cut in here with a quick story because I want to capitalize on your question uh, about how we play out the through sustained relationships piece. Mm -hmm. So Jerry and I got introduced to each other by a by a mutual friend. Mm -hmm. he, he deserves a shout out here, Travis yeah. Rohr. Travis is the generational CEO of, of Rohrer's Inc. here in Linux. It's a tremendous uh, fifth generation family company. And uh, Travis introduced the two of us. And as Jerry mentioned, we had a, a friendship first. And I, I just vividly remember we were eating lunch together and Jerry was talking about maybe the next iteration of his career. Mm -hmm. And he asked me a very honoring question at lunch that day. Uh, I don't know, maybe middle of 2009, I'm going to guess. He said, hey, I need to process some things about the next steps in my career. Would you be willing to help me in working through some of those? And I can remember as soon as he asked that question, I was both honored and challenged. I was honored because I had a lot of respect for Jerry and I wanted to do that well if I was going to do it. But I was challenged because I already had this seed back here in my mind somewhere that said, I think this guy can do what we do, and I think he might even be born for it. So I, mm. I think I asked him, could I take some time before I responded to his question? Because I wanted to do it with honor. It wouldn't have been fair for me to say, yeah, I'll, I'll help you work through some of those questions and you're mm -hmm. getting job offers from other people, which he surely would have if he'd put himself in the marketplace. But at the same mm -hmm. time, you know, trying to influence him to <laughs> sure. take, a, take a pay cut and move to North Group, you know, this yeah. kind of thing. So that's where that that thing started. And so in our next conversation, I said, I don't think I can play that role because I have a different idea. Would you mm -hmm. be open to that different idea? But that really grew out of just a, a natural friendship that came through a, a friend that thought we would enjoy meeting each other. And that's, you're, you're in my history, John, would mm -hmm. be similar yep. in that uh, before you joined North Group, we were friends and colleagues for 
a, a decade or more yeah. and our paths crossed a number of different times so yeah. that at, at the point in time when it became practical really for you to join here that was a relatively short conversation because of what was built so again the value uh, of those sustained relationships and we're just looking to build them around us as much as we possibly mm -hmm. can and, and we just gain so much from friendship so, beyond business yeah for sure now jerry let me ask you i, I want to ask your reaction to that just for a moment because we we're talking about sustained relationship uh -huh. and as roger has just relayed the story um so one is that how you remember it it is yeah that's exactly how i remember it might have so, been breakfast but other than that that's how i remember it but the other piece of it that i find intriguing is through sustained relationship uh, there was an honesty that set itself up that said, hey, I may not be the person to right. help you work through these because I have something else. How did that impact you in that moment? Roger talked about how it impacted him in the conversation. I'd be curious to know how it impacted you. So two, two uh, reactions. One is, wow, that's a model of integrity. It's a model of integrity that would suggest I I'm not sure and here is why. So it's, mm -hmm. it's being transparent. It's being somewhat vulnerable. Certainly it was honoring to me that he, he would be willing to, to engage in that conversation with me and, and see me as potential because uh, North Group, it's easy to see North Group and think, wow, you know, they're espousing this wisdom. They do it with such excellence. Uh, could, could I even fit in in an organization like that? And that was a question that I had. I, I would love to think at the time that I could and would. I love the purpose. I love the mission. Uh, I believe that there is significant potential impact to individuals, their families, their organizations. Mentioned this before to the communities uh, from the work that we do. You know, it, it is. It's more than a project. It, it's. It's potentially life-changing work that the timeless truths that we espouse and how they can impact people. And so uh, both the pause, you know, was reinforcing to, to what that could be like. And the, the belief that I could be influenced by people like those at North Group was encouraging to me and to be part of a purpose. It was really attractive. So on this journey, it's forward but it's not always moving at the same pace. And uh -huh. I would imagine there may have been a setback or two uh -huh. along the way. Uh, what was that like to deal with those setbacks? And how would you, could you describe one and how you managed your way through that, through this context of sustained relationship? Yeah, so when I think of a setback, I think of a failure, something that we, we we tried and, and, and unraveled and I really can't think of a particular setback. I can think of uh, decisions that we moved towards. Maybe we were on the brink of, and, and then we decided, Hey, maybe now is not the time to move forward. So timing. Yeah. Timing. You know, one of them was before we moved here. Um, you know, this was probably about four and a half years ago. We were thinking about advancing this model to something similar to where we are now. Uh, at, at that point, um, our, we were smaller. I'm not sure exactly the size. Maybe we had 12 or 13, maybe 14 compared to 20, 20 plus right now. And uh, what we realized is that our organization needed more influence. You know, we hire leaders at North Group, and we want to engage leaders with their leadership gifts. And uh, at the time, we have five partners. All of them had have tremendous gifts. 
And we wanted our team to experience those gifts and each one of those to be used. And, and so we said, no, no, now's not the time to, to move in this direction. We want to develop a, a, a structure that's going to influence our entire team and utilize our entire team in a, in a different way. And that's what we did. And it's been great over that period. I was thinking of another uh, setback, which uh, we all kind of put out of our minds, but uh, the building we're in now here in Lidditz is mm. the fourth building we've had uh, as a home for our for our company since we started in 97. But uh, maybe 2015, maybe I'm thinking, we actually bought another building. And uh, to make a long story short, it, we underestimated mm -hmm. what it would take uh, financially to put that building in a North Group-like state, if you will. Mm -hmm. And um, we pulled out of it. We, we had bought it in a real estate company that we jointly own, and you know, we all lost some money in that deal. Mm -hmm. I do not remember us trying to place blame for that. Mm -hmm. There were several places that if that was your orientation, you probably could have, and uh, if they wanted to point fingers, they'd probably best be pointing them at me uh, because I wanted to duplicate a mm -hmm. similar process that we had in the past. Um, but I, I don't remember that being part of what happened there. I mean, we licked our wounds, so to speak, and yeah. you know, uh, uh, you yeah. know, wrote it off on our taxes. I guess the next yeah. year, whatever we needed to do. And it's such a gift to be where we are now. It's really not about the building itself, but it's about trusting that when you're going to make relatively bold moves, and not qualified as yeah. one in our case, that it's, mm -hmm. not, it's not always going to work, work out the way you want to. And the question would be, how do you respond to that? And, mm -hmm. and because we didn't spend uh, time blaming or looking back or doing an autopsy on that, we, we licked our wounds mm -hmm. and they, they, they mm -hmm. were somewhat substantial, at least at that point in time, mm -hmm. and, and and we moved on. And I think that that uh, particular setback was one that we, we very rarely talk about it, mm -hmm. but I think that helped to build our, our ownership ethic, mm -hmm. just how we deal with things when they don't quite work the way that we think they will work. Well, and I think when we do talk about it, we talk about it in the positive impact it had on our business model and the confidence we had in our business model because it was a distraction. Yeah. Uh, it was a distraction to, to buy it. It was a distraction to sell it. It was a distraction to maintain it in that interim period. Daryl Isey, God bless him, was, you know, filling tanks with oil in the dark in a basement <laughs> of this building in cold weather. Uh, Roger Garber, too. You know, we, we teamed up together to, to make it work until the point that we sold it. And we did lose money. But what we learned is after we came out and we were fully focused on our business model again, our business grew significantly, more significantly than it had really in, in many other years. And it, and it did for a consistent period of time. And, uh, and so we, we grew confidence. And when we're focused, we can, we can really deliver. So I don't want to run past that because I think that is such a key point. How much energy organizationally and relationally we expend in blame cycles. Hmm as opposed to forward looking, how do we move, for, how do we lick our wounds and how do we begin to move forward together? Mm -hmm. That's a remarkable hallmark of sustain, not just sustained relationship, but sustaining mm -hmm. relationship. Yeah, I mean, the, the trust is a basis for 
being able to emotionally uh, be honest and say, you know what, that stunk, but not to stay there and not to wallow in it. Mm-hmm. And to realize that our arms are linked together for the future because we want this to be to to live on beyond Roger and beyond me and even beyond our youngest team members right now. And so how do we get better from here? Yeah. And uh, what are the steps we can take to, to regain our focus rather than to wallow in learn from, but not to, mm-hmm. to wallow in blame? If it's evident, your friendship is evident. Uh, you've worked together as partners for an extended period of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jerry, I think if I understand it correctly, you have been leading meetings for really the last three years. Sounds right. And, uh, you know, as we take a look at that, I think the meeting that you were introduced in, I think I've got this quote correct. Uh, Roger, you said that you never, you never worried about the future leadership of North Group. And the day that Jerry was announced as president, you said, now I worry even less. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you, because in the next season of a president of North Group, we're, we're not looking for Roger 2.0 or a, or a, or a revamp or a, or a replication. There, there's something about the nature of the differentiation of your leadership mm-hmm. gifts. Very similar but also differentiated. How would you describe that differentiation in Jerry's leadership gifts? Yeah, I, uh, Jerry has substantial leadership gifts. He, he, he said earlier, you know, that uh, he has very strong opinions too, which is absolutely true, and I'm glad he does, but they come out differently than mine. You probably know mine a little bit more quickly. It's just a reflection of our personality. Mm-hmm. So I don't think for Jerry or for me that yeah, really, it doesn't even make any difference. You right. know, mine might be more mm-hmm. public, and they might be said louder and with more words, but with no less belief, and no certainly no less intensity. So, uh, I, I accept that um, I, I have some gifts that I I did my best with over a period of time, um, but there there became a point. Uh, yeah, it was probably about four years ago when I got to thinking. I have several people here that are already part of this team that will do better operating this firm than I will in the future. Would they have in the past? Maybe, but that wasn't the situation. But I thought, how quickly can I begin to shed some of that responsibility um, so that we can uncover who steps into it most effectively and most quickly? And that was certainly Jerry. And then it got to the point where I thought, this, this is better. And at, this is better than what I would have done in this season. And it doesn't really take a whole lot of humility for me to say that because it's true. It's, I, I think others would probably say it's true, although they might not want to say it in front of me because they think I might not like that. But I experience it as true. Hmm. Uh, because when your organization gets to a certain size, um, it needs a different type of leadership, a different type of focus. And could I conjure that up? Yeah, yeah. but it would probably take more energy for me than is warranted. For Jerry, it's a more natural piece. He's been an operator in the past. I mean, an operations executive is a really a better way I should, but he has experience to apply to this. I might have some of that, but not to the degree that he does. So right now, our call it division of labor, for me is 
close to ideal. As I, there's some things that I'm clearly continue to be responsible for, and I know I have Jerry's confidence in continuing to be responsible for them, and they're, I think they're pretty much in my wheelhouse. Mm -hmm. So you could say that the time I spend on the business mm -hmm. is well spent, and the time that Jerry will spend on the business will also be well spent, because both of us are still consultants, and we still enjoy mm -hmm. it, and we still think we can be productive. So being in right in your wheelhouse in the leadership responsibilities you have and not having to really stretch yourself to do something that, eh, yeah, you can do, but takes a little extra energy to do it. I, I don't feel like either of us is in that spot. And I think overall that's better for the firm and certainly increases our confidence in what the other person is doing. So, Jerry, I'm curious if you are going to state your hope for the kinds of things that Roger has the opportunity to spend his time on. Mm -hmm. Now, from the perspective as president of North Group, mm -hmm. what were your what would your hopes be for him? For, for this Roger next just season. The, for this next season. Yeah. Well, first of all, make no mistake it, Roger is still fully invested in North Group with his time, with his heart, even with his his finances. And we experience him fully. He wakes up uh, thinking about North Group, how to encourage our team, how to develop our culture, how to care for our clients, how to build the brand. And all of those would be specific functional examples as to uh, how Roger impacts our, our business. Uh, I think in addition to that, uh, I want Roger to have an open door to, to come in and make observations to me on, on what he sees that I might be missing so that I can grow during the season. And certainly he has access uh, to anyone in the organization, but that's really important to me uh, as we, we, we move into the future. This is, this being North Group, is it's very missional to our team and, uh, and we want to steward this well. And so we think of this as, as a temporary assignment for each of us. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so, uh, the North Group brand is is above me as an individual, so I just I welcome the feedback. That would be something else. But just in terms of the practical elements, you know, Roger is fantastic at, at business development because he listens so well. He asks great uh, questions of potential clients, and he he thinks and and roadmaps together really well how it is that we could either walk beside them to help them achieve their goals, or how how we might be able to find someone that can and. Uh, and then uh, to own our culture the way he does is an encouragement to all of us. So I've got one final question for you. And I love this that you pointed out. Leadership is a temporary stewardship. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's not something that we hold on to and we grasp, but mm -hmm. we, we hold it open-handedly. So I'm curious, within that open-handed nature of it, uh, the partners have just returned from an off-site strategic planning retreat. Mm -hmm. Jerry, this would be your first planning retreat officially in the seat of president mm -hmm. uh, and the successor shareholders of Gina and Josh would have joined in for a portion right. of that. Yep. Tell me how, how was that different? How was the energy different? How, what, uh, what just seemed, what were you affirmed in and encouraged by as you spent those couple of days and what did you see that was different? John, it was terrific. It, it was, 
There, there are a few things. Uh, the first one is that we really believe that being comes before doing, and we started each day with a an hour long conversation on being, just rooted in in, in timeless truths. And uh, there was some really transparent sharing, and, and there was some challenging on how we can each grow in wisdom, but yet continue to have a bias for action so that we can just deliver for our clients and, and, and honor, you know, even the gifts that each of us have. There was a reminder that we're not project consultants. We're, we enter relationships, and uh, it's through those relationships that we can really make a holistic difference in the lives of our clients. And in that, we, we believe it's invaluable. But at the same time, uh, we know that we need to prepare ourselves well. Um, in terms of the dynamics of, of the time, you know, uh, yeah, we talked about that. And, and maybe sometimes it, 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 it could, can be clunky in the future. I don't feel like it was that way this, this time. You know, everyone, you know, our, our goal is to create an atmosphere where voices are invited and people really believe that their mm-hmm. voice is is invited and and we respond to it and we we put it up there and and uh we ask the question what's best for the organization on this topic not what's best for me or how can my ego be you know groaned through that so i felt uh the full support of of roger in my role uh of our other partners and and hopefully they all felt uh my support and and roger's support too so it, it it was a warm conversation and um, and one that I believe was productive also. I think Jerry illustrated a principle there that uh, we would practice what we preach, hopefully do it ourselves, but also export it to our clients is um, you should always have a plan. But if that plan is built on a foundation of trust, the plan can go awry and you can still have success. Hmm. hmm. If you have a perfect plan and it gets executed, but it's not based on a foundation of trust, you're not going to have the same outcome. Mm-hmm. So we, Jerry and I spent a, a fair amount of time in advance of the offsite planning what it ought to be like and even who's going to lead which session, including people other than ourselves. Mm-hmm. But once we got into it, Yes, we followed that plan, but I think more importantly that we trusted that when one one of us stood up and guided the next section, and I think we, we did that, I think particularly Friday morning, you yielded to me at a time when mm-hmm. I wasn't sure you were going to, but uh, I took it <laughs> and stepped in, and I think it was a really good session. Mm-hmm. It, it drove some conversation that uh, maybe we wouldn't have otherwise had. So I think mm-hmm. this idea that... You should always be planning, but the most important thing is that you're building that plan on a, on a basis of trust, mm-hmm. and, and that seemed to play out. One other thing, I just want to give uh, a shout-out. Jerry talked about uh, we spent the first hour of each day. He, he talked about it as a being session, of working on our, our character, on our foundation. And We have a partner, uh, Brian Black, who is a friend to many that are, are listening to, to this podcast, mm-hmm. and uh, he... I could say the same of, of Craig and Darrell as well, but he's just an incredibly special person. But he has been, he's been through 
an experience in life that most of us have not, in that his his first wife, Laurie, uh, died of, uh, of breast cancer mm. a number of years ago. Mm. And we walked through that with him, and we saw how he handled that. And he started one of our days by just being like, brutally transparent about what he experienced. But he's such a positive person that mm. while at the same time being brutally transparent with what he experienced during that time, he was able to draw out truths that we could then build on for our own character without focusing it on himself. Mm-hmm. And that's just a, that's a mm-hmm. being gift that we, again, would hope to be able to export to our clients. Yes, in coaching sessions maybe or in team meetings, we may tell stories where we are in the story, but... Our intention is never to focus that on us so that you say, mm-hmm. oh, what a great leader Brian is or mm-hmm. Jerry is or Daryl is, mm-hmm. but rather here's a truth that gets played out in the crucible of real organizational life where human beings are around with all their warts and so forth, and here's how you play that out, or in some cases, here's how you don't play that out. Mm-hmm. I've, I've told other stories about myself where I just frankly blew it. And we can learn from those as well. So I think we often uh, say that uh, our case studies at North Group are real-life case studies. They're the lives that our clients are living inside organizations, and the same is true to us. And so in practicing what we preach, we want our real-life case study at North Group to be applicable to these eternal truths that we're then exporting to our clients in, in, in our everyday privilege of serving them. Well, I'd be hard-pressed to think of a better way to close this conversation than that statement right there. I want to thank our friends and colleagues because this is certainly, these have been two longer-form podcasts, Mm -hmm. but it's an opportunity to pull the curtain back a little bit and see that we do practice what we preach. So again, I want to thank my colleagues, Jerry Murray and Roger North, for this opportunity. And our esteemed host will be back at the microphone and in the chair for the next podcast. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the North Group Podcast. For more information about North Group Consultants, please visit northgroupconsultants.com.